0: Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome to the Michael Slate Show. My name is Ansar Taylor, and this morning I have the great honor and privilege of introducing and welcoming our special guest host for today. Regular listeners will know her as a regular and incredibly thoughtful guest here at the Michael Slate Show. In just a minute, I'll turn the mic over to Annie Day, and she will let you know about the good things she has planned for the hour. This show is pre-recorded. One of the interviews on this show speaks about an event that has already happened, but. That discussion, especially on the need for an actual revolution, is something you will want to hear. And with that, let me pass the mic to Annie Day. As Sansara Taylor said, this is Annie Day. Thank you, Sansara. So I'm filling in today as as the guest host for The Michael Slate Show. We've got an important show for you today. On the eve of the revolutionary internationalist May 1st, this is a day to stand up, to declare... We refuse to accept this system's future. A better world without oppression and exploitation is possible. In these dark times, there is a future to fight for and a world to win. So we're going to be discussing this with a guest in studio today, Michelle Chai. I'm thrilled to have her here. And at the back of the show, we're going to air a segment from the RNL, the Revolution Nothing Less show, on the murder of the Black Lives Matter protester, the young hero, Garrett Foster. And you'll hear about the moves of the fascist governor in Texas to pardon his killer. So stick around. I want to open the show with a short clip and an invitation.
1: We refuse to accept this system's future. A better world without exploitation and oppression is possible. We, the RevComs, call on you to join us on May Day to send this message to the world and to serve notice in these dark times. We are building a force to bring forward thousands and then millions into a movement for an actual revolution. Revolution means overthrowing this economic and political system of capitalism imperialism. Why overthrow? Because it cannot be reformed. Look around you from the sweatshops of Bangladesh to the mines of the Congo, from Juarez, Mexico to Memphis, Tennessee. This system bitterly grinds people up and destroys the environment. All to amass its great wealth this system oppresses black and brown and other people of color through discrimination segregation police murder and more this system holds down women and now denies them even the right to control their own bodies this system demonizes and discriminates against LGBTQ people.
2: Transgenderism must be eradicated.
1: It cruelly persecutes refugees and immigrants. And right now, the capitalist imperialists who run the U.S. are taking things to the brink of nuclear war, not for the Ukrainians, but to defend and expand their domination of the world against other imperialists.
0: That was from the call for revolutionary May 1st protests taking place in cities across the country. So I'm thrilled to be in studio with Michelle Chai, a leader of the Revolution Club here in Los Angeles, who's been out on the streets building for this protest, reaching people from South Central
3: to West Los Angeles. So welcome, Michelle. Hello. It's always good to be here And today here with Annie Day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Uh, Although we do
0: miss Censar and we really miss Michael Slate. So we do send him our best as well. So, Michelle, can you tell folks uh, who are listening what is happening on Revolutionary May 1st?
3: Yeah, so on May 1st, we're going to march. We're going to be taking to the streets with these slogans as you started the show. And then I think the clip that we just listened to, right, drawing out the horror of what you know, what the system brings down on people here and all over the world, and that in this moment, that in these dark times, we are getting organized for a real revolution, because the second part of that of, of of that call says no election, no reform can stop this. Only revolution, nothing less, can put an end to the system that requires these horrors, and we need a whole new system and a whole new society, and this is what we're bringing to people in this moment when people are feeling hopeless, you know, they're seeing the direction in which the, you know, society is heading in, and a lot of people People are just burying their heads deeper. And a lot of people who really care that don't see an, uh, a way out of this. But we have a way out. And this is what we're going to be manifesting on on May 1st with these slogans. Right. You think about, the, you know, I want the listeners to really think about these slogans. Right. We refuse to accept this system's future. Everything you just heard, you know, in in the clip before before us now. Right. We refuse to accept that future. Right. And a better world without oppression and exploitation is possible. And we're going to be marching in the streets. We're going to be putting forward a force, right? And and, and calling on other people. Look, we're not going to go out there to beg these politicians or to beg anybody in power to to make some changes within the system. We're going out there and we're going to be speaking to you, to the people who care about what's happening to them plant, to the planet, to the environment, to the people who care, you know, and who are agonizing at the fact that just a few weeks ago, yet again, we hear these, these words that pour gasoline on a wound, right. Justifiable homicide, the, Pigs that murdered Andres Guardado, running away from from the police with his hands up. The pigs who murdered AJ Weber, sixteen years old. They claim he had a gun, and they never found the gun, right? They're, yet again, they tell us these cops are getting away with you know with murder with no charges. This has to end, and there is a way to end it. And this is this is to the people that are listening who care, whose heart hurts every time they see one of our you know our brothers and sisters be cut down, right? That. That this message is for you and this is who we're going out and reaching out to, you know, to give to bring them hope, not empty hope, but actually like hope on a scientific foundation, because there actually is a way to put an end to all this. Um, And this is what we're going to be projecting on May 1st. So that's and that's Monday, revolutionary May 1st, which means people got to take off work. They got
0: to take off school. They got to raise their voice, take to the streets and stand with humanity. So there's several important protests happening downtown at the same, you know, some earlier in the day, some at the same time. Why, you know, and they're, you know, righteously fighting for the rights of immigrants and and other questions. But why is this important? What is it about this protest that you're saying is, is different? And why should people be, be there to join the Revcoms to make this declaration?
3: Well, I think, look, for one is there's, this is this, the, the direction, again, in which society is, is heading in, right? And I think, like, look, a lot of the protests that are happening on May 1st is around immigration, right? And when you look at what's happening on, you know, at the border, right? Not that long ago, 39 migrants died in, you know, in a fire, in a, in a, in a jail in Ciudad Juarez, right? Like, the the situation, you know, for immigrants here. You know, it's horrible. Right. You have a situation where their countries are being destroyed. People are fleeing from hunger, from violence, you know, and they're coming here. And I was just reading an article last night about how all these children, you know, that their parents are so desperate for them to, like, not die from violence or starvation, that they're so desperate that they send them off on a thousand mile like journey on their own just to get like just to come here and like be forced into like child labor like this is happening here in this country people (laughs) you know like this is the the way that these people are being tortured families are being separated you know people are dying in these you know in 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 these conditions people and the ones that and and, you know and the ones that don't even make it you know that die in the desert that you know this is a, a horrific situation We're not going to plead these people. And look at what these Democrats are doing. Mm -hmm. Come on, like Title 42, you know, like all of, you know, the, 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 this is something that Trump started, right? And Biden is like, is, 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 you know, has deported more people than even Trump, you know, this, you know, we're, and we're supposed to beg these people to like, you know, to do something about this. No, they don't care about the masses of people. Yes, of immigrants, but the masses of people anywhere. We have to and this is what this is what's different about this revolutionary revolutionary May 1st uh protest that we're going to be hosting is that we're again speaking to those people who care. We're speaking to those people who You know, I'm I'm here sitting across from any day and her eyes are getting watery when I'm talking about these children because, you know, like the the people who are right now sitting at home and are crying over and whose heart hurts when they hear about the the, the people who are suffering unnecessarily. You know, this system has to go. The system has to be overthrown. And this is the message that we're putting forward, not begging these politicians, not begging the Democrats, you know, um, um. You know, to to do to do something about this, they're already doing something about this, and they're making things even worse, right? We need to make a revolution, and this is a moment when this, you know, when this revolution becomes more possible. We're not talking about some far-off future. We're not talking about 40, 50 years from now. We're talking about in, in, in these times, you know, when people are actually, like, seeing all of these things, right? The people that, you know, that that, that care about humanity, that are seeing, you know, these things get sharper, that we, you know, that, that are not accepting what they have been accepting for so long you know we have to go and speak to those people we have to go and organize these people and that's exactly what we're going to be doing on May 1st and a lot of these protests look that are happening on May 1st we're we're uniting with some of them we're going to go to some of them and actually bring you know the the this revolutionary message to them you know and 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 but but we have to actually get to the root of the problem. You know, we can't continue to to just beg these politicians or to try to make changes within a system that has a white supremacy at its very foundation that can't actually, you know, do away with these horrors. And when you look at how bad and I'm just talking about the immigration question here, right? I'm not even beginning to get into all the other stuff, the destruction of the environment, the wars for empire, the murder of black and brown people, the ripping away of women's rights to control their body. I'm not even beginning to get into all that, right? But just on the immigration question, right? They can't do away with that. And we're seeing it get sharper. And it's so it's such a big question. It's going to take a big solution that's that's why we're saying revolution nothing less is actually what's needed so for people who don't want
0: to keep begging and pleading the politicians for people who don't want to keep year after year after year raising the same demands that go nowhere while well, our people are 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 met with barbed wire and 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 border patrol and billy clubs uh, and family separation So that's joining the Revcoms to to raise these demands. So, Michelle, I want to ask you, the call for May 1st um, continues. It says, no election, no reform can stop this. Only revolution, nothing less, can put an end to the system that requires these horrors. We need a whole new system and a new society. Can you say what that means and why you think that's true?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, revolution is again it goes back to what i was just saying right not trying to make some changes within the system not trying to beg these politicians to make some changes but actually getting to the root of it right a revolution means an all-out fight it means overthrowing the system of capitalism imperialism it's going to take millions of people you know to do that, right and and this is what we're working on right this is what you know the the this thing of we need a whole new system and a whole new society. And we have that in, in a constitution for the new socialist republic in North America that Bob Avakin, who we follow, is has written, right? An actual blueprint. And look, and to the audience that's listening, I'm not talking, I'm saying the word constitution, but I'm not talking about the U.S. constitution. I'm talking about a constitution that's going to replace That constitution. Right. The U.S. Constitution, that's a slave owner's constitution to the constitution for a new socialist republic in North America. That is a socialist constitution. What would be replaced? What would come after a revolution once we overthrow this whole system of capitalism, imperialism? And in our constitution, we actually have is actually a blueprint for what kind of economy what kind of society how we would reorganize society in a whole different way that wouldn't require all this exploitation and oppression you know that would actually like enable humanity you know even on this question of immigration that would welcome people who actually want to contribute and actually go to work on you know changing you know the world you know rather than i think what you're saying about being being met with barbed wire and like you know, and and brutalizing them, and robbing them, and even murdering them. You know, this is this is ra- a radically different vision of a whole different world. You know, this is what we have in this constitution. You know, but in order to to be able to implement that constitution, we have to overthrow the system because the people that rule. Right now, are not just gonna be like, let me step aside and you go ahead and 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 take a turn at at ruling now. No, they're gonna come the way that we're we know, right? To the to the listeners, I'm sure a lot of y'all have gone out like myself, right, to the Black Lives Matter protests, right, and how are we met? with you know with brutality with arrest with you know and 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 this is you know on a whole other scale when you look at their military and the monstrosity of what they represent you know what they're what they're capable of doing you know we have to go up against that and defeat it you know and and we have a strategy and we have leadership to actually have a chance to win. There's no guarantees. It is gonna be hard, but it's the only way that we can actually have a chance for humanity to have a whole different future and a whole different. For look, think about even on the on the question of the destruction of the environment. I keep seeing how like the, it, every time there's like reports on the on how bad the destruction of the environment is getting, right? And they're saying you know in less than a hundred years. Future generations might not even have a planet to live on. We have to stop the the direction on which these people are are taking the planet, you know. In order to have a chance at doing that, we have to seize power. We need state power, and in order to do that, we need revolution, nothing less. Okay, so stick around to everyone listening, because we're going to get a little more into
0: why why Michelle and the Revcoms are saying that that revolution is more possible. So... I'm going to come back here to Michelle Chai. And the call for May 1st says the chance to make this revolution real is not something in the distant future. Now, that's not what most people recognize. So can you expand on that?
3: Yeah, I mean... Look, I think when you look at everything, you know, that's that's sharpening in society right now. This is one example that actually like really struck me and I want to share with people here, right? I'm sure a lot of people saw what happened in Tennessee, right? With the um um let me remember Justin the, Pearson and Justin Jones, the you. two young representatives. Right. And um, thank you. And and what actually like you know the 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 fact that these people were, that that they were expelled right for actually like standing with the youth who actually were agonizing over these like mass shootings right, and and what you know what we saw with I saw a lot of the videos on Twitter right where a lot of these youth were like chanting fascists you know the people you know and 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 um and they saw they 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 went you know, in with this idea that they were going to appeal to these people in positions of power, right, who are supposed to represent you, right, and saw that, as, you know, that 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 these people, as soon as they saw some kind of, you know, uh, disagreement there, right, they expelled, you know, these representatives, right, they expelled them, and then they the, these youth saw those norms that they're told they're supposed to rely on to make change in society being ripped right before their eyes, right, right, this is happening everywhere, you know. And uh, you were telling me about uh, this example in Montana, right? I know you know more of the details about that. So
0: yeah, people should look this up. This is a a, trans, a young trans woman representative in Montana. Um, I'm gonna Zoe Zephyr, um, and she has been righteously protesting a vicious anti-trans bill ugly, ugly, hateful anti-trans bill in Montana. And she got up and last week, when they were debating this bill out, she got up and she spoke powerfully. She said, when you go home, after you pass this bill, when you go home, the next time you bow your heads in prayer, I want you to see the blood on your hands. And she's talking about the blood of the trans youth. She's talking about the fact, this is an important statistic, over 50% of young people who are trans or non-binary have seriously considered suicide because under this society, in this system right now, more than half of trans and non-binary youth would be r- rather be dead than gay. What kind of system is this? So Zoe Zephyr spoke out in protest. She was silenced. She was prevented from speaking for a week. People were protesting in the in the in the uh, debating hall, in the galley, in the state house. And then, um, and then just a couple of days ago she was there was a vote and she was barred from being in the in the room she can still vote but she can't be there for the debate so here you are you can, not only can you not protest their fascist bills but when you do you are ousted you are prevented from participating this is the normal channels that the fascists are shredding before our eyes and you cannot tell me that those are the normal channels that we should rely on to stop these fascists no (laughs) and so what happens when those normal channels are no longer up for that fight is people actually have to act to get rid of to defeat the fascists but not just that to defeat the system that has given rise to these fascists and that time is now
3: yeah and i think you know that that's um part of what i was thinking about is this thing of like they can't. They, there's deep divisions, right, within you know these these rulers, right, and they can't resolve these these divisions and hold the country together like they're used to, right. Even you look at January six, right, and how how sharp things things are getting, right. But it's not going to stop. It's going to keep getting sharper, right. I mean, you look at the question of everything that's that you know, in Florida as an example, you know, DeSantis is like you know the Pioneer for fascism across the 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 you know the country, right? Setting an example of, I mean, and you even think about, you know, this is one thing that that struck me that I'm very angry about as well, right? That there there's a a bunch of stuff that he's doing, but one of the things on this question of immigration, right, that he was proposing is um, f- to make it a felony for you to have an immigrant in your home or in your car. You could be an Uber driver driving an, uh somebody who's an immigrant somewhere and you could be charged with a felony. Like this is how f- viciously fascist these people are, you know, and and they have their hands in positions of power. DeSantis is talking about running for president, you know, like and 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 don't you know to the, to the people listening to this i know he's a lunatic right but don't write these people off the way a lot of people wrote off donald trump look at where we're at where we're at now right and and these people are you know are taking society in a certain direction a fascist direction open with open white supremacy, open xenophobia, open misogyny, right? You look at the the supreme the fascist Supreme Court that overturned Roe v. Wade and you know and now you have a whole country that like has all these different states that including Florida where you can't even get an abortion after six weeks, right? And um that 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 is is it's really horrible, you know. This is what Baba Vakin has to speech, right? Something terrible or something truly emancipating. The something terrible is what we're seeing right now, you know? But all of these things cannot be glued back to you can't just Uh, smooth out these divisions amongst them to try to to them for have them ruin the same way the normal was never good to begin with people okay and we should not be striving to go back to that quote-unquote normal we have to we have to actually take this opportunity the fact that they're fighting amongst each other the fact that the norms are being ripped apart all of these norms that you have been told your entire life you're supposed to rely on to make change in society they're ripping those norms apart Again, the example of Montana, the example of Tennessee, all those, you know, you go in and you try to protest. Would it, you know? The, there was an example Annie and I were just talking about about Florida, right? Where if you're a journalist and you're going into to Florida, right, and you want to write a a piece opposing, you know, the, the or critical of 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 the government, you know, in Florida, you have to register to do that. Like this is fascism people and they're not you know the democrats are not just going to come in and like actually fight this the way that it needs to be fought they're ripping up these norms, and the more that these norms are being ripped up, the decent people, like all of you listening, and, and thousands and millions of others that are out there it, throughout this country that are seeing these things being ripped apart. Last year, before the overturning of Roe, I was in D.C., and, I, and we were in front of the Supreme Court, and we talked to so many people that said exactly the same thing. They said, my grandmother, my grandmother fought for this right. Why are we here? 50 years later, why are we having to fight the same fight? All of these people that are questioning, all of these people that can't make sense of why all of this is happening, right, that are seeing that you can't smooth over these divisions, that you can't change things within this, that you're not going to be allowed to do that. We have to bring them into and bring to them the message that there is a way out of this through an actual revolution to overthrow this whole system that we have to seize on this opportunity not to, not to try to bring back this normal, but to go further into a whole different future, to wrench out a future that's, that's fit for humanity, where humanity can actually have a chance to, to survive, right? So this is, what, this is what it means when we say this is a rare moment when revolution becomes possible in these times, not in 50 years from now, but now in these moments.
0: Yeah, I think people, you know, you, you, for those of you listening and who are hearing us walk through the, 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 the nightmare that's continuing, don't just allow yourself to be overwhelmed mm-hmm. or throw up your hands at that. All that is, is giving up. Mm-hmm. And we cannot it is this system and not humanity that must become extinct. A few months ago, Bob Avakian, and I was thinking when you were talking about this earlier, Michelle, a few months ago, Bob Avakian said, we can no longer afford to allow these imperialists to dominate the world and dictate the the future of humanity. A whole better world is possible in the face of that. And now is the time when you're talking about the the, the norms, the rule of law being shredded. The institutions in this country, in this oh-so-powerful country, could split apart. Now, what is going to replace this? A nightmare or a whole radically better way the world could be? And that is what people need to be stepping into now, to manifesting for now. So we want to go into a really powerful segment from the RL, the Revolution Nothing Less show, I want to remind people you're listening to the Michael Slate show. I'm your guest, guest host, Annie Day, filling in for Sinsara Taylor, who fills in for Michael Slate. I'm sitting here with Michelle Chai. And uh, um, so, and if people want to call the Revolution Club, uh, you can call them at 323 671. Nine eight three nine. So now we're going to go to uh, the clip from the RNL Revolution Nothing Less show about this heroic protester, Garrett Foster.
1: Texas Governor Greg Abbott vows to pardon fascist killer of Black Lives Matter protester. In the summer of 2020, following the police murder of George Floyd. Millions of people around this country from different races and backgrounds rose up to fight the plague of white supremacist police brutality and murder of black people. Throughout that summer, a white man named Garrett Foster joined protests in Austin, Texas, standing up for black lives in a state founded as a refuge for slaveholders. This was righteous, this was beautiful. In the middle of one of these protests, on July 25th, a fanatically racist rideshare driver and army sergeant, Daniel Perry, drove his car into the crowd. In the ensuing confrontation, he shot and killed Garrett Foster. In the weeks leading up to the murder, Perry had been sending Facebook messages about killing protesters. On May 31st, he wrote, I might have to kill a few people on my way to work. They are rioting outside my apartment complex. Last week, on April 7th, a jury found Daniel Perry guilty of murder. But less than 24 hours after this guilty verdict was announced, the Christian fascist governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, announced his intention to pardon Perry. He did this despite the fact that he hadn't attended the trial or reviewed a transcript, which would wipe out the verdict the jury came to after seriously considering the facts and the law. In fact, he announced that he intends to pardon Perry before he had even been sentenced by the judge. Let's step back to look at what kind of person Garrett Foster was and what Greg Abbott and a whole fascist movement wants to eradicate by legitimating the wanton murder of this righteous man who was fighting for justice. Garrett Foster was 28 years old. When he was murdered, Garrett was pushing his fiancee, Whitney Mitchell, in her wheelchair when he was killed.
4: Foster is from Plano, Mitchell is from Richardson.
0: They've been
3: together since they were 17. Which one?
4: And after going into septic shock at 19, She had to have her limbs amputated
3: how am i gonna live my life
4: foster served in the air force before coming home to care for mitchell helping with everything from brushing her teeth to doing her hair and feeding her
0: they loved each other on a level that i don't think most people are even capable of
4: love is why foster was protesting saturday
1: listen to part of this interview with whitney and feel the tremendous loss at the hands of deadly fascist racism
3: he was my best friend and when i when i got sick we had only been together for a year and we were like only 18 years old and he watched me go through so much during that time and he, he stayed through all of it um he never left my side and nothing changed always felt like a teenager with him until the time that he died.
1: Legitimating murder of protesters. Abbott cited Texas Stand Your Ground laws, which in the name of the right of self-defense are racist vigilante laws. Driving your car into protesters, inciting a confrontation, and then shooting down a protester is not self-defense. The beautiful rising of 2020 presented a political crisis of legitimacy for this whole system, which relies on police terror. It was especially a nightmare for the fascist movement that had risen to the highest levels of power with Donald Trump. Encouraged by Trump, fascists in and out of uniform unleashed extra-legal violence to crush these protests. Now this pig, Abbott, spurred on by fascists from all over the country is eager to break long-standing rules of the system in order to override a jury verdict against a fascist shock trooper.
2: This man, a military veteran driving an Uber car, was convicted of murder. And what does that mean? It means that in the state of Texas, if you have the wrong politics, you're not allowed to defend yourself. So this is a legal atrocity. It's so obviously unjust that tonight, we extended an invitation to the sitting governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, to come on this show on Monday. And we wanted to ask if he was considering a pardon for Daniel Perry.
1: A system that requires racist police violence, a revolution that is needed. For all their talk of justice, the Democratic Party contends with the fascists for control of a system that requires police violence and brutality in order to function. The Democrats rely on this police violence as a foundation of their rule, just as much as the Republic fascists do. And they are every bit as pro-pig as them.
5: Law enforcement officers have a really hard, dangerous job and they do it well, and they do it fairly, and they do it heroically. And we need to honor those folks and we need to respect them and surround the country. And and I'm incredibly grateful uh, that all these law enforcement officers uh, are doing such outstanding work we don't always get that opportunity to stand and applaud the men and women who keep us safe but they're out there hundreds of thousands of you patrolling our streets every single day you embody america at its best and at its bravest and you set an example because if top cops can risk their lives to do their jobs the rest of us should just be able to summon some tiny fraction of of courage and and the same sense of responsibility.
1: Like Joe Biden says, their plan is to fund the police. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police, it's to fund the police.
2: Fund them.
0: Fund them.
1: The righteous rebellion of 2020, which Garrett Foster gave his life for, showed the potential power the determination of the people when they do rise but at the same time so long as things remain within the confines of what this capitalist imperialist system will allow the outrage of police murder will continue and even grow worse as it has in the very years that followed this uprising most profoundly the rebellion of 2020 shows the potential in the people in the need for revolution a real revolution to truly emancipate the masses of black people and bring an end to oppression everywhere neither the republicans or the democrats have answers that are in the interest of humanity and leaving things to them is leading to a horrific murderous future Revolution for a radically new and far better society is urgently needed. This revolution is even more possible now when both sides of the rulers are at each other's throats and the world as we know it is being torn asunder. Every week, there are new shocks and jolts, such as the murder of Garrett and fascist Texas Governor Abbott's threatened pardon. These jolts can lead people to question why things are the way they are and if there is a way out this rare time must not be squandered people's sights must be lifted and their heads turned to revolution now is the time to give our all to that as baba vakin says in his talk something terrible or something truly emancipating
4: everything depends on bringing forward a revolutionary people from among the most bitterly oppressed and all parts of society, first in the thousands and then in the millions, as a powerful revolutionary force organized from the start and consistently with a countrywide perspective, impacting all of society and changing the terms of how masses of people see things and how every institution has to respond. Everything must be focused now on actually bringing forward and organizing this revolutionary force.
0: A segment from the RNL Revolution Nothing Less show, the YouTube show at youtubecom slash revcoms. and uh, I think bringing alive a very powerful and incredibly dangerous reality. I am Annie Day, your guest guest host on the Michael Slate show, and I'm here with Michelle Chai from the Revolution Club, Los Angeles. We are talking about Revolutionary May First. So, Michelle, the flyer, um, or I guess I'll ask this. You know, what do you say to people? You've been out in the streets. What do you say to people who feel like change can't really happen? People who are, who are you know, kind of saying, well, I think I should drop just, you know, kind of drop out or just do for myself or people who are throwing up their hands at this really deeply feel like I, I hear you. It's inspiring. I like your passion, but I don't see it. How do you answer that?
3: Well, I think for one is... Uh... Man, you think about the million ways that people are beaten down in the society, and feel like even a a small thing they begin to feel of hope that they're you know it's too good to be it could, it has to be too good to be true you know. But I think like look, I think part of it is that I I think it was on a on a campus. I remember somebody telling me right that somebody kind of came up to us or was kind of checking out the revolution and then they said, well, am I alone? (laughs) You know, am I the only one? But an answer to that question is no, (laughs) you're not the only one, you know, you're, it might feel like you're alone because when you're, you know, because I mean, I know a lot of people when they go and they get really excited when they take up this revolution and they go to their friends or family and then they share it, look very excitedly, look, I'm getting into this, you know, and they get hit with all kinds of stuff. This, you know bs that's always like spread around that we're a cult and blah 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 and whatever to demoralize people you know to turn to have people turn their brains off you know and instead of actually like let's get into all these things you know like shouldn't we have a society where people are debating all these things all the time and are talking about the world and are trying to figure out you know um, somebody that just joined the Revolution Club was like, for the longest, I was sitting around going on the internet looking for something. There has to be something out there, you know? And when he f- ran into us, the thing that, 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 that inspired him is the fact that we have a constitution, you know? My point in all this is that there's so many people just like you, not in the ones and twos, but in the thousands and in the millions. And we have to go and actually reach all these people and struggle with them. Because a lot of these people right now are caught up in all kinds of, Like not things that are not good, you know, a lot of people from, you know, just to take Los Angeles, for example, where I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, where they're caught up just like fighting over street corners, where they're caught up fighting and killing each other, where they're caught up saying, well, I, you know, I I just got to make some bank. I just got to look out for me. I just got to look out for, you know, for my kids, you know, somebody who came around and then was kind of like, well, you know, I have to look out for my kids. To look out for your kids. Don't you think that you need to give them a planet that they can live on? Like, you're not going to take care of your kids by trying to, you know, say that you're going to turn your back on the masses of people all over the world. That's not, you know, that that that's, you know, we have to break people from this illusion that somehow you're going to be able to save yourself within the horror that's coming. We can't. And a lot of people Think about this. A lot of people are not escaping this as we speak. A lot of people are losing their lives unnecessarily because of this system. When there's actually an opportunity for us to actually, to, to, you know, to one, go and struggle with people, you know, in a good way to break the hold that this system has had over them that they think that you can just vote that they think that you can just look out for number one that you think that you can just run you know if if, you know I get this all the time because I'm brown you know oh well we just need more people like you in positions of power no we don't We need more people like myself in the streets that are becoming leaders in this revolution that are bringing forward more people around, you know, getting organized to overthrow this whole system. We have to go and get all those people. And this year in 2023, we, the Revcoms, kicked off the year by saying we're going to put revolution on the map. And that and May 1st is part of that. When we step out. And actually present as a force, an organized, disciplined force that is serious and determined that in this year we're going to grow from, you know, look, our May 1st march is not going to be like hundreds and thousands. But the people that are going to come together are precious. (laughs) The people that are going to come together is important because they're the begin, you know, they're the the first people that are getting out there and actually impacting and, and going to all those people who feel just like themselves, just like we feel, you know in the revolution club meetings we talk about all the kinds of things that 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 are infuriating that are intolerable about what this system like brings down on people we feel that and we and we and we we vent and then we and then we get organized to actually get out there to the campuses to the neighborhoods everywhere where people are agonizing bringing this this me- bringing them this message that now is the time to get organized for a real revolution. So if you've been listening to the Michael Slate show if you've been watching the Revcoms because I know there's a lot of people out there that have you know kind of have one eye on what are the Revcoms doing today now is the time. You know, come check out the revolution. Come on May 1st and meet other people like yourselves. Get into these discussions, you know, and talk about the world. And if you have questions, good. Bring your questions. If you have disagreements, but you really want, you really in your heart want to see a real change happen, good. Bring those disagreements, but get out in the streets and join with the REFCOMs this May 1st and going further. Because we are determined to put this revolution on the map. And we are determined that, you know, as we started the show today, in these dark times, we are building a force to bring forward thousands and then millions into a movement for an actual revolution. We are going to go bring this message to all those people who care. And you should be a part of of bringing that message together with others and to struggle with these people. That was the time. Get with this revolution. And right now, people can go on our social media at, Rev Club underscore LA R-E-V-C-L-U-B underscore LA. There's some posts on there that's promoting Revolutionary May First. If you have Instagram, share that, DM that graphic to all your friends. Let people know um, about this this day and and come out and and join us on on May First. Great. Well, thank you so much, Michelle Chai. Uh,
0: you are listening to the Michael Slate Show. I want to thank everybody for, for uh, tuning in today, and I want to just close out—I'm uh, looking at the time—I um, I want to close out with a, with a song uh, for a revolutionary internationalist May 1st. One of the things about, about, about revolution, about this holiday, is it's about standing with the people of the world. This is about standing with humanity and, you know, in a dire and dire time. So on this day, we have to be standing with people who are rising up all around the world. So with with that, we want to go out with the people of the world in our hearts. We're going to play a song called Here is the Battlefield by the Iranian rapper Tumaj. People may not know, but Tumaj Salehi is the most popular rapper in Iran, and he sits in prison right now. He has used his voice to powerfully oppose the oppressive Islamic Republic and to support the waves of protests and the Woman Life Freedom Rebellion. Recently, the Center for Human Rights in Iran called on people around the world, including artists, musicians, and art institutions to raise your voices and to urgently call for Tumaj's release. He's been in prison since October of last year in need of medical care, and he's facing charges that could carry the death penalty. You can find more about that case at the International Emergency Campaign to Free Iran's Political Prisoners. And as you're listening to Tumaj's voice as we go out, I want you to think about the heroism, the courage of our sisters and brothers in the streets of Iran right now who are fighting for the basic right for the wind to blow in the hair of these sisters, who are fighting for a future for the young women and girls of that country and a future for the people of the world. And don't just applaud their courage, but act like them. Get in the streets and fight for the future. Raise your sights to a whole better world that's possible. So as we go out with Tumaj's voice, I want to thank the engineer Gary Baca, Assistant Producer, Henry Carson, and all of you for tuning in, for tuning in. And this is the voice of Tumaj Salehi. Here is the battlefield.
6: میدونه جنگه از رنگی از دیوی یا که بدون تو خون خونه لنگه میدونه جنگه بیا که وقت تاختن تو دل دشمن بدون ترسه، میدون جنگ دار و ندار، اثر قوم تدار مثل فشان قطار میدون جنگ دیگر یه شمشیر اشک شوم عتازیم کن و جنس زنفر و فصل اتحاد مرگ اختلاف افتخاره که کنن به هم بتن بشم تک گاهش شروع خروش و توکیان مردمه چشم ساره فصل سامزدایی و بازو هز و با دعارت پاک کری که داری با هر دین و آین کنارمون بیسالها کناره تیزداری ما نری خشم. زوربی صداییم شورش کمرش انقلابی داریم عرب و آشوری ارمنی توکمن مازنی سیستانی و بلوچ و تالش و تات و آذری کرد و گیلک و لر فارسی قشقایی ما اتحاد رودهای دریایی ورزشکار و هنرمند دست فروش و کاسب از محصول و معلم مهندس و کارگر میکنیم که گوش دیکتاتور و با ساز حق ذات زندگی آزادی میکشیم صفای مرکونه به شونه پا به پا دیوار دفاعی باورم به هم بستگی مثل ایمان الهی مثل مسخ دین مثل مجنون Boxiné boxing a chucky mirror and how honest. میدون جنگه اثر رنگی اصدی بیا که بدون تو یه خونه لنگه میدون جنگه بیا که وقت تاختم تو دل دشمن بدون ترسه میدون جنگه داره و ندار اثر غم مثل فشن قطار میدون جنگه تیغه شمشیرش اشت شهامت و زین کن و جنس سپر وفا گره تو دست هم جهان تو دست ما سانش جوی قهرمان تو خیابون و رف پار سیران و فروختن رفیق رف خونت به بار وقت تصویی از میذاریم میدونه جنگه خوشیدو و گرفتن کاب خوش بشب نذاریم براشون نه تلا من موج دارم پشتبانم به ایرانه به میلیونه بده کاریم به این خونه آزادی رو آبادی رو بده کاریم ما رو واسه دیکتاتور و شغالاش و حامی بند و گرفتاری رو میدونه جنگه جان ازم پا پستکش با جانم با هم تهش رو میبینیم چون فت میکنیم میبینید که جنگی شدیم چه نسلی طولید کردید که ریز و دروشش هم زده بی بیباکه تشه ی جرازادی از زندگی به شکوه ما اتحاد تون سیاهه شبه میشیم تو شب کابوس میشیم براتون در پس این دوزخ فانوس دیدیم در سو دار چلو دارم نیست نصر کوب و نقانون نره میکشم و میام که جوی پرها یا هون من میدونه از هر رنگی هستی بیا که بدون توی خونه لنگه میدونه جنگ، بیا که بخت تاختم تو دل دشمن بدونه ترسه میدونه جنگ دارا و ندار از هر غم مثل فشن قطار میدونه جنگ تیغه شمشیر اشت شهامت و زین کن و جنس سپربفا و جنگ.
0: We've got some time left, so I'd like to play this. Thanks for showing your privilege and you.
3: Check your privilege edition.
5: Today we're gonna be talking about male privilege. Of
3: course you have white privilege.
5: That is privilege.
3: Male privilege. Privilege manifests in many ways. Kindly check your privilege. You have privilege. The top 10 signs that you grew up privileged.
7: White privilege
0: check. Let's do another privilege check. Check your privilege.
2: Four points on privilege. One. If you think the problem is privilege, I want to let you in on a little secret. Privilege is a symptom. The real problem is the system of capitalism imperialism. That system has a ruling class. They're the ones who really run this and enforce it with armies, police, courts, and prisons. Yes, of course, privilege exists. Wealthier people have it better than poor people. White people benefit from white supremacy. Men benefit from patriarchy that's because these inequalities and oppressive social relations are built into the functioning of this system and yes all too many people cling to their privilege and enforce it in the most disgusting ways but people with privilege are not the fundamental cause of this and they're not the enemy just because they have privilege if you think that you're just looking at the surface and you're letting the real enemy off the hook it is this system of capitalism imperialism which divides people up pits them against each other in competition, forcing them to pursue their own narrow interests at the expense of others. A system which uses privileges like bribes to maintain people's allegiance and misdirect their anger towards oppressed groups rather than towards the rulers. To end these divisions and the privileges that go along with them, we need to end this system. And that means revolution to overthrow it and build up a whole new socialist system that works to overcome these inequalities, not by targeting and silencing people with privilege, but by dedicating resources and waging struggle to overcome all forms of oppression and forge a whole new culture based on genuine equality between different races, genders, and nationalities. Two. Here's a little clue that these woke identity politics hustlers who are always talking about privilege aren't really about radically changing the system, but just want to get their place in it. What's the one privilege that they never talk about? American privilege. You know, the privilege of living in a country that terrorizes and plunders the rest of the world? A country that sits atop the economic food chain with wealth and consumer goods flowing in from the super exploitation of billions working in sweatshops and mines around the world? These woke people want all they can get of that privilege. They just want more diverse faces and inclusion at the top of this system, a seat at the table, or maybe a safe space within this empire while parasitically benefiting from the spoils of imperialism and turning a blind eye to the massive destruction of people and the environment that all this rests on. No, what we need, what humanity urgently needs is a revolution to get rid of this system, above all right here in the belly of the beast. Three, telling people to check your privilege is completely useless up against the real enemy. Just try telling these murderous police to check their privilege. You see Officer as a white male in a position of authority, you should really leave that innocent black guy alone. See how well that works out. Or maybe the Iraqis and Afghans should have just told the commanders of the US military, you know as white colonizers, you're occupying a lot of space right now and you should really uh, take a step back and reflect on your privilege. All this is even more ridiculous in the face of a powerful fascist movement in this country that's determined to smash all this diversity and inclusion and basic rights for people and replace it with an openly white supremacist, patriarchal, Christian fascist America. I mean, do you think that the fascist judge in Texas that just banned abortion pills condemning women to a handmaid's tale future would give a if you pointed out that he has white male cisgender privilege? Come on, it's time to get real. These fascists, the whole system that spawned them, and all its institutions of violent repression need to be defeated through a revolution of millions. All this woke identity politics is just playing around in a little sandbox, diverting people from the real struggle that's needed. Four, telling people to check your privilege is not only worthless against the enemy, it's extremely harmful among the people. I mean, What's the point of it anyway? Once we're all aware of how much or how little privilege everyone has, then what? Oppression Olympics. Let's go. Compete over who's the most oppressed, turning oppression into capital that you can leverage over others, silencing and intimidating people who should be speaking out and standing up against injustice. Who benefits from this little game that you're playing? Not the masses of oppressed humanity. Not the children in Yemen dying of cholera because of US-backed war crimes and economic sanctions. The Bangladeshi women stitching her clothes. Not the millions of women in this country whose bodies have been hijacked by Christian fascist judges or the masses of black and brown people locked up in America's hellhole prisons or gunned down by its murdering pigs. And you might also notice how identity can be a convenient excuse for those who have had a more privileged life to just stay in their lanes and not do no, all of us have a responsibility to fight against oppression," as Baba avakian put it. "Instead of snarking and sniping at each other
4: and being divided by identities, people should be working to unite everyone from every part of society who can be united in the fight against oppression and injustice, with the goal of putting an end to this system that is the source of this oppression and injustice.